Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, January 16th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hi everyone, welcome to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today we're going to look at a passage from Matthew's Gospel. But before we begin, let's have a moment for prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you that in the difficulties of this world and the temptations of this world and the things that we struggle with in this world, you are present that you know us and you are with us. And we pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Our first reading this week is from the fourth chapter of Matthew's Gospel, verses 1 through 17. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterward he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. Now when Jesus heard that John had been arrested, he withdrew to Galilee. He left Nazareth and made his home in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulon and Naphtali, so that what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled, Land of Zebulon, land of Naphtali, on the road by the sea, across the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the region and shadow of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to proclaim, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Tara, on this Monday, what is bringing you joy? So, as you know, I watch a lot of basketball this time of year because my daughter plays. And last night they played a team that they had no hope of winning against. I mean, it's just a team that, like, recruits around basketball. So even their coach was like, y'all, this is just a scrimmage. But the last quarter, Ryan gets put in again. And she normally plays post, but when she was a kid, she played guard, and he put her in at guard, which means she brings the ball down the court. She pretty much, you know – 
she drained two threes in the first like four minutes she was in and no one was more surprised than her. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I mean, it was amazing. She ended up as like the, to give you an idea what the game was like, she was the high scorer, right. At like two, two threes and a, uh, a foul shot. But Uh yeah, it was, everyone was like, ah, (laughs) so yeah, that's so fun. It was a lot of fun. What about you? What's bringing you joy? Um, what's bringing me joy? I was out on a run last night, and I th- and I was up on the mountain, and the sky was probably the most beautiful I've ever seen at Huntsville. Did you see it last night? We did. We yeah. were going to the game right as the sun was setting, yeah. and it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable, and and the the trail that I did is along the ridge line, and all the trees are fortunately dead right now. So I'm just running with my head turned to the side watching it the sun crest over the other mountain yeah uh, through the trees and the pink sky i mean the whole sky was pink and purple for like we have gorgeous sunrise and sunsets here and mm-hmm. because i'm at the top of jones valley uh-huh. i see it a lot oh really yeah oh, I don't, it's I gorgeous never, i never see it oh. <laughs> so it was, it was it was a welcome uh because i'm from arizona where there's no trees so everyone sees the sunset all the time because you're not nothing's blocked in. Everyone sees it all the time because there's no wild. And it's not as romanticized either because it just means hot. No, well, no, no. It means a reprieve from the. Well, I guess the sunrise, the sunset. Yeah. You're like, oh, thank God that thing's leaving us. <laughs> uh, but to our scripture, uh, this is often called the temptation of Jesus. Why? Why is it important for Jesus to go through this temptation, and and what can we learn about it today? For us today. So I don't think it's important for Jesus' sake. I just want to be say that first thing. He is God come to us, and he doesn't need temptation for any reason. But I think it's important to remember that this passage comes immediately after his baptism. And just like the baptism wasn't for Jesus, but it was to remind us that we will be given a new identity in Christ, this too is to remind us of how we should be in the world. And we are people who will be tempted. And Jesus is showing us how to resist that temptation and what we should be grounded in. You know, at every temptation, his response is, Remember what the Lord your God said. And so he's grounded in his identity, mm-hmm. right, as for him, the Messiah, but for us as children of God, followers of Jesus Christ. And so that's why he resists his temptation. I also think the temptations, man, um, are so, I don't know, still timely and topical. Yeah. I mean, you know, hunger. Uh, we are all tempted, I think, to sin more greatly when we are hungry. Um, there is the idea of um, safety, that when we are afraid for our safety, you know, that's when we are tempted more to sin. And then the others, right, are about um, status and glory and all that. And so I really think it's it's not for Jesus. It's for all of us who are paying attention about who we are supposed to be. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think that that's exactly right. And, you know, I'm just... I'm always humbled when I read what Jesus does, <laughs> right? Yeah. Of um, As you said, Jesus didn't need to go through any of these things, but Jesus found them important to go through. And I mean, how many often do I, how often do I come to things in my life where I'm like, oh, you know, like, I don't need to go through this. You know, I don't, I don't. I don't need to get up and go to this Bible study. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've done enough, but uh, 
I think the act of doing it is powerful, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that's what Jesus is demonstrating. Uh, does Jesus need to go through the uh, sacrament of baptism? No, because Jesus Christ is grace. Uh, but going through the actions of it brings grace into the whole community. Uh, and that's what Jesus has done in his temptations. What Jesus has done here is, is he's brought grace into the whole community by doing things. He's revealed that God is a God who, who cares about us and all those things. And I think you're exactly right that um, I mean, these temptations are exactly what we experience on the daily. Um, the the temptation of power, the temptation uh, to elevate oneself, the temptation to uh, show one's own glory, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, of, of pride. All of these things uh, are daily. I mean, yeah. this is this is this is daily, uh, and. Similar to um, similar to this narrative, I think they often come most difficult when we are, you know, Jesus is physically weak. He's fasted, you know, that they come when we're weak or they come right after a spiritual high when we've mm-hmm. experienced That's God. That's exactly right, um, right. Uh, when, when God has reached out and said, this is my son, the beloved, and immediately after, yeah. Jesus finds himself here. And I, so I'm preaching next week on the Beatitudes. So I've been trying to do a little preparation on that. And one of the things I do is I rewrite the Beatitudes in language I can understand. Hmm. But again, you know, when he talks about the devil took him to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. For me, that is like, you know, the devil said to Tara, you know, you will have a feeling of satisfaction and that you are a success and achievement if only you will worship your work more than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those are the things that I think, I think still get to me today. Yeah. And um, I'm never more likely to snap at someone than when I'm hungry. Okay. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and own that one too. Bad things happen when Tara's hangry. But I, I don't know. I just... I think there's a part of me, and I hope I never lose this, that is awed when I read the Bible and I'm like, I am still the same. Yeah. I am that same. I, I need to hear this. And and I I just find, I find an intimacy with God when reading these passages, uh, that if Jesus Christ, we believe, is fully God, but also fully human, then we believe Jesus has felt the tear at the soul that we feel when these yeah. things are presented. Uh, and that's that's an incredibly loving and empathetic and wonderful God that I feel close to. Um, there, you know, there are moments when there are moments when awe is important in our relationship with God, and distance is important in understanding yeah. God's power. Uh, and there are moments when we understand how God has come into the world and and found us exactly where we uh, are at our worst. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's interesting because I think we're a people who move through the world thinking about what we can't lose. Hmm. And I think this is an example of Jesus being willing to lose everything as long as he was true to God. And that's a completely different orientation to the world. So with that, I'll leave you with a quote from Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who has written, Being free means being free for the other, because the other has bound me to him. Only in relationship with the other am I free. 
Thank you all for being with us. We'll be back again on Wednesday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.